Have you ever wondered how to become a more powerful coach? How to dig deeper and go beyond the surface? On today's episode, number 28, Powerful Coaches Ask Powerful Questions. You'll walk away with actionable tools to up-level your business. So get out your pen and paper and step into the lab with us. All right, so let's get started. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, my name is Andy Shear. I am the founder of Pillar 9 Coaching, and I'm here with my absolutely amazing co-host, the founder of NFA Coaching, Dr. Amanda Barrientes. And uh, Amanda, this is uh, a phenomenal thing. You and I had had just an awesome pre-show, I, I'd want to say, just question-filled <laughs> session. Because like, there's things that I've experienced, there's things that you've experienced, and then just melding those two together and coming up with this topic for today was, was simply awesome. Uh, you know, we started out with calling it one thing and then we, you know, flipped it over to this and asking powerful questions in what I think is something that a lot of coaches need to understand is that, um, you know, really this is, this is something that I see quite a bit is the coaches that are out there that I've met and that I've, uh, had more conversation with. It's having a lack of understanding or maybe a lack of skill or a lack of knowledge in how to actually formulate powerful questions. And at least in my opinion, I know you also agree with this. It's, it's detrimental to not only their business growth, but it's also detrimental to their clients growth. Yeah. You know, and uh, something you said that stands out is a lack of, of maybe skill or knowledge. And I was thinking also adding specifically training because if you're, trained by a program that isn't digging deep with powerful questions and and is kind of staying on that surface level, then that's what you're going to replicate. So, you know, Andy and I had this great chat about how part of the reason that we love coaching so much and that our clients have incredible successes is because we're willing to go real deep and ask those questions that lead to big transformation, let's say. Mm. Yeah, and I think how we're structuring this episode is more of a of a riff between you and I, really, and because there's a lot to unpack, there's a lot to uncover here. And as you're talking, and and I'm like hearing my words play back in in my head, there also might be as you said something that you know we're willing to take that step. Yeah, because another thing that may be there, uh, and you know, I didn't talk about this on pre-show is that that sort of mindset of hey i'm willing to take that risk to to remove myself and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit yeah myself from the uh, you know from the equation and um think about my client more than i'm thinking about my own yeah you know hesitation yeah which it could be a lot of reasons right like fear discomfort insecurity right. as a coach you know the the imposter syndrome like there's all kinds of reasons why people are afraid to dig deep oh yeah yeah absolutely so the the so guys, one of the, the biggest skill sets that, that coaches could have that honestly does, does lack quite a bit is simply slowing things down. Mm-hmm. And as you said, uh, you know, to not worry about necessarily being right. Yeah. I think this is huge, 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 huge. It, it's, I think especially as new coaches, people get stuck in 
in, and when we're saying being right, not that you are forcing rightness in this situation, it's that you're afraid that you don't have the answer and you're trying to come up with an answer. And so you're not doing it the right way in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so you, you kind of, you step in thinking like, I got to have all the right answers and I got to know what to do instead of slowing down and asking more questions and slowing down and thinking, you know, how can I help my client transform the most quickly instead of worrying about myself? It's like getting out of your own way, really. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked to, to the extent of also the active listening piece of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. it down. Let's, let's just go through some of, some of like what you have in place as tactics to slow things down a little bit. Yeah. I love the title of this episode that we chose because really for me, slowing things down is asking more questions. Mm. I just start asking more questions. So, and not like bombarding people, taking time for them to answer. But if, if someone's asking me something and I'm like, Ooh, I'm not sure what to do here. Typically it's because I don't have enough information. Mm. So I go, okay. Hmm. Tell me more. This is a huge, you know, this is one of those key phrases that we wanted you all to walk away with. If you write down on your board in your office or on your piece of paper, tell me more, right? Like it is such a powerful question because it slows it down. It has your person dig deeper. Mm -hmm. It has you understanding more of the full picture and it helps you to step into that seat of, active listening, which is where you're really giving space, holding space for someone to unfold, release, you know, connect with themselves really so that you have more information to know how to move forward. So that tell me more question, and it's such a simple question, but it is by far one of the most powerful, I think. 100% agree with you. And I think the simplicity of the question is what makes it so great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because there is no yes, no, and I know I know that's obvious, but there is no yes, no. They actually have to think yeah. in order to restate it either a differently or b in more detail. Yeah. So th- this actually brings up another point, and um, guys, I I hold almost all of my coaching calls over Zoom over video. And yeah. you can do it like through Google, Google Hangouts, Zoom. There's a whole slew of programs that you guys can use. I love reading behaviors. I love reading body language. That's another opportunity for you to, to again, just slow things down, notice things just a little bit differently, right? And if it's over the phone, I know that there are coaches that, that prefer it over the phone. I just, I have a, a preference of doing it over Zoom so I can watch those behaviors. You know, over the phone, that's great. You can still hear breathing patterns. You can still hear hesitations. You can still hear things, honestly, when somebody's shoulders go up, so their, their voice inflections change as well. So if you're an experienced coach and you do all of your coaching over the phone, there's probably things that you guys pick up on, which is amazing. I'm just saying I love doing it over this just because I get to see, and when I say over this, over Zoom, because Amanda and I are recording over Zoom. Uh, you know, just the, the body language piece of it. Now the slowing it down for me, I love that you ask questions. One of the things that I do is ask them to repeat the -hmm. same thing. And guys, a lot of the times when I'm trying to slow things down, it's because I'm looking for more time to process. 
to come up with what that next best question for their given situation is. So, hey, would you mind just tell me one more time? Say that just one more time. And I'm literally asking it just like I just said it. All right. Yeah. So do me a favor. Say that one more time. Yeah. Or I'll say, say that one more time a little differently. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm listening for different things. Yeah. So the active listening piece of it is huge when, when it comes down to it. Um, do you have anything else that you put into place for it? I love what you're making. You're I'm thinking of so many things as you say that. What I just thought of is what is, co- you know, sitting here thinking, what is coaching other than a series of detective based questions to uncover the puzzle of the person and help them break through? Like, that's really what you're doing. It doesn't matter what the topic is. That's what you're doing. And so asking them to say it again, asking them, could you say it one more, a different, one more time a different way? Asking them, how could you see it from a different perspective? Asking them, why do you believe that? You know, where did that belief, where do you think that belief came from? Could you tell me more, right? All of those are questions that are very powerful that help a person discover deeper layers of themselves. And you're practicing active listening and you're buying time to be a better coach and, and to, and to understand more of what's going on. Yeah. That's, that's what that made me think of. We should term this as like Columbo coaching. (laughs) You know, you remember Columbo from like way back when? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the face. Yeah. I'm hoping everyone that's that's listening right now is just envisioning Columbo as we're talking because he's doing the same thing. It's like, just say that just, just one more time. You know, it's like, it, it's a completely different story at that point in time too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just so interesting that a lot of it comes down to your listening skills. This is one of the reasons why we put this as number one. Yeah. Now, not worrying about being right. Yeah. Worrying about, uh, I got to say it Yeah. because guys, if uh, listen, there's a, a whole slew of ways that you can be trained as a coach if you have scripts that you're following, uh, this is, this is, I got it. I got to say it. I can't not say this. If you have scripts that you're following guys, your agenda is yours. Like the agenda of the coaching call is you to get through your script. Yeah. It's not an unlayering and unfolding of what's coming out organically. Yeah. Which is so interesting. I get the scripting thing because I think for new coaches, it's like this, it's a framework of, of comfort. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I have an answer and I know what to do. Right. And so, you know, it makes sense that that's a starting point and, and an opening. And I think you could still implement powerful questions into oh, a scripted format, you know, and I love what you said, Andy, you said, um, this is really about listening skills. And I was thinking, what's behind a powerful question? You mm-hmm. can't ask a powerful question if you're not present and listening to what your, your client's saying. Mm-hmm. It's not possible because no. Powerful questions are only work when they're in alignment with the current conversation. They have to be in context. Yeah. You know, and and there's whole, there's a whole slew of ways that you guys can slow it down. You, you can literally say, instead of even asking those questions, you can pause, not say anything and just say, Hey, let me process that for just one second. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh, I've said that. I, I, sometimes I will, and I'm like Andy. I do either in person or Zoom coaching. I don't do over the phone unless for some reason the Zoom doesn't work that day. But I like to read body language too, and I also like people to feel comfortable with me and all of those different things about Zoom that I highly value. And it's this like this. Uh, I've had times where I'll literally close my eyes and go, "Just give me a second, because I'm not. I want to think about that a little bit more. Like I want to think about that a little bit more because." what I heard you say was this, and I'm not sure, you know, I'll, I literally will just be like, just give me a minute, you know, and that slows it down. There are, hmm, uh, I'm not sure if you, you probably do. I know that you do. When <laughs> you say things like that, it creates almost a sense of uncomfort or discomfort with them. It's like, oh, wait, and then they start talking again. <laughs> yes. They either start yeah. to uh, re-explain it or explain it differently or try to justify. Yeah. And when they start to justify things, that is, that is gold. Because then uh-huh. you start the thoughts that are actually causing what they're saying. It's, yeah. it's utter gold. So I'm so happy that you said yeah, that. Yeah, that's so true. It's funny. You're right. When I think about when you ask for a second of it, they, holding space for silence is actually a very challenging skill. And, to, and, and you can practice it and get better and better at it. And I think people, like you're saying, they can get uncomfortable and go, oh, wait, did I say something wrong? Or what are you reading into that? Or what are you making up about that? And what do you believe about me? And all these things start to get uncomfortable. And if you can hold the space for that, then what, just like what you're saying, they start to fill the silence with something that actually gives you more information. Yeah. And not always. Sometimes they'll, you know, I'll have clients that'll just sit quietly for a second while I uncover my thoughts and, and realign with some information I'm getting from, you know, looking back at our conversation going, Oh, piecing things together. Mm -hmm. Right. And all of that again, takes presence, active listening and in your mind questioning, Ooh, how does this fit with that? And how does this piece fit there? And how does this piece piece fit with last session we had three weeks ago? And you know, that kind of thing, it's, it's the constant questioning and curiosity. Yeah. It's like we're explorers of the human, you know, like, the human mind and it's, it's so fun. And, and I want to leave them with at least one more. Um, so just a really easy way to do this. This is actually what I did at the start at the onset of my coaching business. Cause I, I, you know, again, I started sort of haphazardly, um, you know, on accident, if you will. And when I would take notes um, and I still take notes to this day, uh, in very in a very different way now than I did before, but I would say, hey, let me just let me just take that note. And as I'm writing the note, I'm also thinking to myself, okay, so in like you said, sort of piecing things together and formulating that next question as I'm as I'm moving forward in that in that note making process. Yeah. So again, it's just a very easy thing for you to put into place. The, the tell me more question is huge. If yeah. you guys can, again, have them repeat what they would say. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times that hold the space for them and, and, you know, ask for just a second so that you can understand it better. And then again, you can utilize your, your notebook also and, and taking mm-hmm. really high quality notes. That also shows that you are active, actively listening to them as well. Yeah, I love that you're saying that. So I always take notes as well. And sometimes I will actually, in order to ask a more powerful question, I'll repeat back to them verbatim something they said. And I'll say, hey, I've noticed that you said this two or three times today. 
I want to know more about that. Like, what is that for you? And then we'll dig there, you know? And again, that's the same thing as this, this synthesizing of information so that you can ask those powerful questions. Um, Another thing I wanted to say is that we talked about pre-show was solution-based questions. So it's not the yes or no questions, you know, it's not, it, 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 you might ask how it made someone feel, but it, it, but it, for me, I'm almost always going toward, okay, and, and how, what's a solution to this? So it's like, how can I mindset switches going from, you know, okay, we're focusing on the problem. What are five solutions you can think of? How can you see that from five different perspectives instead of the one that you're stuck in? Um, what have you done before that's been successful? Mm-hmm. How can you implement that today? Like those kind of questions. Um, do you, you want to add anything there in terms of thinking about solution-oriented questions? Yeah, well, and I'll add two others because I love the solution-oriented questions. Um, the questions that, that I tend to generate are purpose-driven mm-hmm. and in yeah. alignment. Yeah. So, and, and that's one of the, like, I love how you actually, you actually said this in the slowing it down side of it. Um, because again, like, the solution-based is, is phenomenal. Uh, and especially if you're looking towards mindset shifts and you're looking towards, um, you know, bringing awareness and self-discovery through, you know, shifting some habits around there too. Uh, if you go towards the purpose-driven, you really have people start to question like, hey, is this, is this where I really want to go? Mm-hmm. You know, is, this, is this a thought pattern? Is this an emotional pattern? Is this an action pattern that I want in my world? Because what a lot of people also don't understand, this is just if you're getting into coaching, new coach or you're a seasoned coach, this is stuff that that is not going to come new to you. Uh, You have the ability as a human being to pick out those thoughts, emotions, and actions that you want in your world. So is it purpose-driven, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where the purpose-driven questions come from. And then again, is it aligned with the longer-term vision? So Mm -hmm. a lot of the times I'm future-pacing that. So if this were you in six months, how would you have acted or thought differently or felt differently? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. start to future pace quite a bit yeah. more. My, my similar one to that is how, you know, what would your highest version of yourself yeah. tell you right now? How yeah. would your inner mentor 20 years from now teach you what to do right now or tell you something that you need to know or mm-hmm. yeah. I love those future visions. It also made me think of, um, asking the question that I think is really powerful. How do you know that's true? Mm. I love that question is it causes you, it is that solution oriented thinking because you're going from embedded thought that's like rigid and black could often be black and white to going like, wait, where did I learn that? And why did I learn that? And why do I believe that's true? And is it true? You know, and it gets you out of that stuck, train of you know of of just Mm -hmm. I don't know rigid thinking is the word I'm looking for just really rigid thinking and so how do you know that ask you know begs them to dig deeper within themselves yeah oh this is good yeah I always think um I love these questions that question I'm such a big movie reference guy (laughs) you always do come up with good movie references well it's (laughs) It has nothing to do with, with anything, but you, you know, I always, for that, how do you know it's true? How do you know that's true? Um, you ever seen the movie Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love I love that so, one too, yeah. 
he he steps in and he's not able to say that the pen is red, right? <laughs> God damn, pen is blue. I just want to be there and be like, how do you know that's true? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But people take so in, in coaching clients in general or and people in general just think that some of the, the things that they experience are utter fact. Right. Uh, yep. yep. And it's our job to help people expand their awareness, right. expand their thinking, expand their perspectives, break their paradigms. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, my, my version of that question also. So how do you know that's true? Um, I always, I'll go venture towards like, how has that been proven to you? Uh huh. Um, and then it's like, okay, well, because a lot of the times, like the how do you know that's true? What I've found is people get stuck, and they're like, well, you know, so and so and so, or they'll come up with some thing, and it's a lot easier for them to start the conversation, and it'll take yeah. a lot longer for them to to come up with like the how do you know that's true? Yeah. How has that been proven to you? Because then they're, guys, as humans, it's easier for us to place blame. Yeah. So then they start the conversation with, well, this and this and this, and then this and this and this, and then you can start to dive deeper. Right. That leads you to a deeper series of questions. Exactly. Yeah. So so, you know, something I'm noticing a lot of the questions that we're bringing to the table for all of you listening is it's initiation questions to keep unfolding deeper, right? It's opening the door to discovery. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for all of you listening, it would be really useful for you in building your business to write a list of questions. So, you know, if you're someone who struggles with this, if this is new to you, I'm sure it's not new, new to anyone because as a coach, people all know to ask questions. But if you want to dig deeper and get beyond the surface, write down a list of questions that, that, that are your go-to's. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can just have in your back pocket, always ready to start opening the door and you'll start practicing and you'll find it gets easier and easier. And I really think Andy, it's valuable, you know, really the beginning of this episode when we talked about slowing it down and not worrying about being right. I think that's the biggest core of why Absolutely. this. It's the fear behind not looking like you're a good enough coach or you're smart enough. You have all the right answers. You look unweathered or, you know, there's all those things where we just doubt ourselves instead of just it's funny because I used to really be afraid to ask questions because I thought it made me look stupid and not in coaching, but in like my world before I started into personal growth and development, I would be really afraid to ask questions like in grad school, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to look stupid. Mm -hmm. Like probably everyone's going to think I'm dumb if I ask that question. And I realized the more questions you ask, the smarter you actually look. (laughs) And the truth is it's because you're curious. And I guarantee you, if you have that question, a lot of other people do too. So, you know, in a social setting, that makes sense. In your coaching, it's a similar thing. I promise you that the questions that are popping into your mind are likely ones that need to be answered and that your client is going to appreciate you having asked. It will, it will open the door to more, more growth for both of you. Y'all need to hit the rewind button for the last minute and 30 seconds and listen to that again. <laughs> and bookmark it and listen to it again and again. That right there is such a huge nugget. Um, I can't, I, I just simply can't say it better myself. So that was phenomenal. Um, hmm. And it has me thinking too, because, you know, again, we, we have slowing it down. 
you've given you some, uh, some strategies and tools there and, and some, some really great questions there. Solution-oriented questions, purpose-driven questions, aligned questions. And I do want to say this as well, because uh, there are a ton of books that are out there and a ton of training courses that are out there that give you material and give you questions to, to ask. I absolutely 100% agree with you. Like a coach needs to be always adding to their, uh, to their menu, if you will, of, of questions yeah. to be asking. Yeah. They are initial questions and almost every, this is my opinion, almost every viable coaching book, every book that's written for coaches that's actually worth their salt and gives you questions will say, that these are baseline questions, that these are initial questions, that it's meant to be asked and then it's meant to be probed after that. Mm -hmm. It's not meant to be a, hey, ask this question and the world will be revealed to you. There is not a, at least from what I know, and I might be blind to it, but there is not a single question that is going to do that. It's in the yeah. series of questions. It's in your active listening. It's in slowing it down, processing it, understanding what the agenda of the coaching client is, yeah. and formulating the question based on that. Yes. And, and I want to highlight for everyone listening, through practice, you get better. You don't just start out incredible at this. It's practice. Just start practicing. You know, practice with, I've even told clients before who were really freaked out about different coaching strategies, practice, watch a video of watch a movie and then go, how would I answer that? What would I ask? What would I do with this problem? You know, just constantly be thinking, how can I become a better coach? And you can practice with watching movies, with watching videos with, you know, of real people. And what would you do in that situation? And it it honestly doesn't even have to be a movie. I love the movie thing again. And they, movie reference guy uh it's going well and we may ruin movies for people <laughs> you know yet it gives yeah. you such good material to practice on and to be introspective with and yeah. really really assess okay well you know i mean we just watched uh what was it marvel endgame um it's like ooh, there's some some juicy things in there that we could really yeah. If you were, yeah, you know, what, what you're making me think of is, is like when this conversation is, it's really about having a curious mind at all points in time. You know, it's what makes, I think the most successful coaches, that's how they get their curious yeah. mind. And then putting that curiosity into action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's embodying being a coach. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, something that I was trained on and I'm sure that you probably were as well is that on off button you know, uh, in behavioral therapy, it was, Hey, it's off. Uh, and it was, it was difficult to turn off. I've learned throughout time to, to shut it off and turn it on. And, you know, as a, as a coach and as you guys, and you, when you say that, you mean like your coaching hat, yeah. like, like stepping out of coaching modality yeah, and putting on your like, Hey, I'm going to go to a movie and be fun and not overanalyze it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and, and again, the same thing through, through Facebook, like I said, like I said, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a movie or a TV show and good Lord, the amount of content that's on Facebook that y'all could be like, Ooh, I want to ask this person that question, by the way, you can. Yeah. Right. And then that you might get a client out of that. Right. So awesome lead generation strategy. 
So go figure. You know, that's a great call to action for everyone. Go on to your favorite social media platform tomorrow or today, right after listening to this and find accounts that where people would be asking questions of, let's say other big coaches and go on and ask them a question to have them dig deeper, right? Do that for 10 people and you will find that you start to establish the skill set of asking questions and you will create connections with people that will oh, yeah. potentially become your clients. Yeah. And guys, if you listen to a few of the other episodes that, and you know that that is one of the methods that I use to, to build up pillar nine. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's a viable method of lead generation also. Okay. So here's the deal too. I want to make sure, and I know Amanda does also that you have the support and training that, that you need in order to implement this. If you are feeling stuck, if you are experiencing any sort of hesitation, like, okay, but how do I execute this? Give me some more insights. Give me just a little bit more support, a little bit more guidance. Help me understand in depth and in detail what you guys are talking about. There's ways that you guys can do that. One of them is really by, by joining the, the training program that Amanda and I have on a monthly basis. That is open, you have access to that, you have access to us through Facebook, and that training is there if you need it. All you have to do is ask, right? So that support is there, all you have to do is ask. The other thing I wanna make sure that you guys do is if you resonate with this, make sure that you guys are going and, and we love it if you would you know, take that little screenshot, put it up on your Instagram, tag us. Uh, I'm learning Instagram right now. Amanda does a much better job of explaining that process until soon. Uh, but, but share it, you know, invite other people into this journey that you're on also, and you will absolutely see exponential growth. So share if this is something that you, that has resonated with you. I would love it if everyone for this episode would, would uh, comment on this episode release a powerful question. Ooh, that's a good call to action. This implementing. Yeah. Or the one, your favorite go-to that you already use. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our entire target with today's, I mean, again, we, we've rifled through several different ways that we could have taken this. We wanted to give you as actionable steps as possible I think there's been some amazing calls to action guys, but we can only bring you to the doorstep. You actually have to step through, become a powerful coach by asking powerful questions. Take these actionable steps and implement. If you need to listen to this episode again, listen to it again. There's several parts inside of here. Amanda did some amazing knowledge drops throughout and, and hopefully I contributed there a little bit too and uh and bookmark out what it is that, that you guys need to be going back and listening to this stuff right here is going to cause exponential value inside of your coaching business exponential growth inside of your coaching business you have to allow it to though so guys huge thank you for joining us today take the action that you guys need and build the impacts and income, honestly, that you deserve inside of your coaching business through asking powerful questions. All right. Thank you so very much for tuning in on this week's episode of CoachCast Lab. Listen, if you've found value in this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and we would love a raving review through either iTunes, Stitcher, or however you plan on joining us each week. Now, 
go create the business of your dreams, the lifestyle you desire, and the impact you deserve. Thank you.